All right, everyone. I'm really excited that I have Ian on the show again. He was the very first when I started the interviews. He's the very first on my seasons two of this interview series. I'm really excited to follow up on what happened on Evernote in the meantime and what new exciting feature we just got there. Welcome back, Ian. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. Awesome. So I, before we dive into the new feature, everybody wants to know, and maybe some of uh, the people know already what I'm talking about. I want to address what happened after our interview, actually. We had this interview. I saw a lot of comments below this interview. Certainly you saw this as well. So, And you also published a blog post where you addressed a lot of these concerns. And this made me actually very happy to see this because you specifically mentioned that the long-term users felt being let down by taking away the features and so some features and um, that there was a lack of transparency. You mentioned this. Maybe you want to say it in your own words. Um, yeah, I, mean, this. I, I think uh, in, in the blog post that... that we put out um, uh, sort of in the middle of December. I, I talked pretty openly about the fact that, you know, the, the launch didn't go the way we wanted it to. Um, and and I think in, in retrospect, I mean, lots of people have lots of different opinions, obviously, about what, what we should do. At the end of the day, we need to make decisions and, and, and do things, and we can only do one thing at a time. But as I said in the blog post, I think... Um, you know, the place we went wrong was that when we came out with the Mac and Windows builds, um, we knew that uh, we were going to let people um, keep their uh, old previous versions um, going, uh, you know, for, for certainly, you know, for a long time at this point. Um, and so uh, we, were, we were focused on getting a build out that, sort of address the needs of the 90% or the 95%. And we knew when we put it out that it didn't address the needs of the 5% um, or the 10%. And uh, I don't think we did a good enough job in communicating that up front and saying, look, this build might not be ready for you. It's there, you can take a look at it. Um, it might not be ready for you. Um, you know, and if so, just stick with your existing, uh, existing build, it continues to work, um, you know, uh, and, and, and it will continue to work. And so I think because we didn't, given the choices that we made, and we made choices in order to be able to move forward as a company and, and actually get to some of the things like new features that are being released now, um, we didn't do a good enough job of communicating that um, upfront. And, you know, there was a lot of um, uh, reaction to that, uh, a lot of confusion, um, a lot of dismay, uh, yeah. <clears throat> some angst, I'll, I'll, I'll even go with that, and frustration. And look, I, I, I uh, interact with um, upset or distraught users on a regular basis, um, trying to a, help them through problems or um, you know figure out when we're going to actually get the thing that they next need in the software. And um, 
Uh, I just don't think we did that as well as we could have in, in retrospect. I mean, you used the word transparency, and I think that's that's probably a reasonable word to use. And this is this is one where you know, if I could go back and do it all over again. I would have changed the way we messaged the rollout, particularly the Mac and Windows clients. Yeah, we I had think bugs. it was. Just, it w- just to be clear, we yeah. also had bugs that we shouldn't have had and that mm-hmm. we should have caught and that we didn't cut. And if I could really go back and do it all over again, I would have fixed some of those bugs. But um, sometimes that's also software. And, you know, I think that that's not an excuse. That just is the business that unfortunately um, it sometimes works that way. And uh, we've worked very fast to try and fix as many of those bugs as we can, and certainly the severe ones, but we still have work to do there. And I think, uh, you know, what we're starting to show is that every two or three weeks, new things are like uh, more of that backlog of features is coming into the product, more of um, the stuff that people are missing is coming into the product, and we have a ways to go. And the whole point is for, as you say, these power users, like, take a look. If it's not ready for you, it's not ready for you. Um, It will be ready for you. Uh, We are coming. Um, and And when it's ready for you, it won't just be all the old stuff. There'll be a bunch of new stuff, too. Yeah, I think the main issue was really that people just installed this or got a message to uh, there's an update and they weren't really aware that it might be or that features going away. I think that is the the main thing, isn't it? Because people have their running productivity systems, they rely on this on a daily basis and from one day to the other, they might don't realize they have the option to go back to a legacy version and all this. So you addressed this, certainly in the internet, people could find later on that there are options to go back and uh, to how to rescue their workflows. Um, so we are now two months forward, or is it even three months now after this release? I mean, I had this other uh, interview with Carl Pulin. He's also an Evernote heavy user, and um, we were talking about this release as well. And we just thought, okay, if you mentioned that all these features will come back eventually, we might have could, you know, waited another three months after two years, another three months, you know, and have these features already in place. On the other hand, I understand at some point you have to make the decision to roll it out. And then we see it now. It's the real case situation, um, which gives other bugs, other things, other use cases you can't cope with a better phase, isn't it? That's really yep. the, the, the thing. I think uh, you don't get too many do-overs in life. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I don't... I, when I look at the speed at which we are moving now, I think we made the right decision to roll it out. I think I would like to go back and fix some of the bugs. Mm. Um, but um, I, I do think we, we, if we went back and did it again, we would communicate differently around it. So what uh, was the worst bug you uh, encountered after? Oh, the worst, the worst bug actually was on iOS, predominantly on iOS. And uh, it was literally a bug that we did not see in beta, uh, uh, the entire beta process, which was um, that... Uh, early on, uh, you could get these repeated note conflicts where you'd be working on a on a note and you'd finish working on your note and you'd discover that there were 35 copies of the note in your um, uh, in, in your you know, in your Evernote, and it was because the 
system was detecting node conflicts internally where there wasn't one, then it was mistakenly detecting one and saving a copy to make sure you didn't lose anything. But you'd finish editing the note, you'd come out, you'd find 35 copies of the note. And you'd like, what is that? And that lit, I mean, it's not like it was a rare occurrence, but when it occurred, it was flagrant in how absurd it was but it took us a while to actually find and isolate the cause of what it was. So, you know, we, we knew it within probably six days of the first rollout, about six days. It wasn't there. We didn't see it on the first, second, third, fourth day, started to get wind of it on maybe the fifth day, sixth day. We're like, there's something going on. It probably took us a month before we stamped most of it up. Mm -hmm. um, because it's just very hard to reproduce and get there. That's an example of you know, something we just did not see at all in the beta process. We did not see in QA. Even when we knew it existed, we couldn't reproduce it internally, despite every effort we made. It's like, you know, it was, uh, but it was, you know, that, that to me was a, the kind of bug that I'd like to take back. And, uh, but this is gone. This one's gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. But, you know, there it's, it's a process of stabilizing the software. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think every, um, every build gets uh, a little faster. Every build gets a little more stable. Uh, every build gets um, some more stuff in it. And I think most uh, uh, Evernote users have not seen us release software at this speed for a yeah. long time. Yeah, just and was about to mention this. Um, people can really see now that you are publishing on such a consistent um, basis all these uh, new patches and updates and bug fixes so um, i think this builds up trust that you're really behind this and working hard on this to get it right um, as i said also with the blog post and things like this uh, helping a lot of people to understand the, the process going through this um, the the other thing is i, I wondered about was wouldn't it help if you be more transparent about the roadmap? So you certainly have some publications and or some features that I want to come back. And talking about transparency might be worth saying, okay, in two months you will have this feature back and then we will and so on. So you're nodding heavenly, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody would like transparency about the future. Um, <laughs> I think what we are doing is... Uh, 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 across our builds, we're starting to publish as part of the release notes, um, a, a set of notes that we call, yeah. um, which is uh, a look into um, some of the things that uh, we are working on at the moment. Now, does coming soon mean they're coming in two weeks? No, in some cases it's two weeks, in some cases it's two months. But at the end of the day, um, you know, you publishing a future looking uh, roadmap at the speed we're trying to move right now Uh, we would just spend a lot of time uh, in discussions. Well, why is that then? You know, why is that feature coming before that feature? Or, oh, you said you'd have that feature in this week and it's not here in this release. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a lot of ground to cover and we're going to cover it as quickly as we can. Our goal with the coming soon part of the release notes uh, is, is to sort of indicate some of the stuff that's up high on our priority list um, that, you know, will be coming in the upcoming set of releases. Um, but, uh, I think more specifics than that is probably going to create 
more noise rather than more help. Yeah. But talking about um, the statistics behind all these decisions, uh, we talked in our last interview um, about tech users. How many users do use techs? And you mentioned it's yep. about 10, uh, 2% of the Evernote users do use techs. Yeah, just that's that's that, correct. Yeah. So what I did, <laughs> I went on social media in all the different channels and started a poll who is using actually techs. So it was more than 50% using text in Evernote. Now, the important thing here again, you know, we have to look at the data the right way. Obviously, people who follow this channel and are really on watching these interviews, they're really into the nitty gritty. They're really heavy power users of this. And that might not be the majority of Evernote. Am I about right? You probably <laughs> shouldn't go into the election polling business. <laughs> well, at uh, least I analyzed it on my own for my own data, isn't it? Yeah, so I so, try to so be so realistic there. I think that was one of the reasons. So um, I can't, uh, uh, I think, yeah, that speaks to exactly what you just said, is that obviously the people who who, who follow your blog and your and, and, and your uh, podcast or um, video series are obviously um, heavy into productivity and they skew to one end of our user set. Um, uh, but, you know, we have tens of millions of users. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, they come from all walks of life and all, um, all aspects of sort of how heavily are they into productivity and the nitty gritty versus how much do they want a tool that just works, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, what I would say kind of put some more color um, behind this is, you know, 2% is, is, uh, is, is about the right number. I don't, I didn't actually look before this. Um, but uh, what I can say is the number is different uh, uh, also by platform and device. Mm. Right. So the heaviest tag users are on Windows. The next heaviest users are on Mac. The next users after that are on web. The next ones after that are on Android. And then the least ones after that are on, on iOS. But this might change, isn't it? That way. But this might change now because it might be the accessibility of tags. I couldn't make nested tags in my iOS and things like that. So that right. might have been the reason why the numbers are this. So we can no, discuss no, no, about but, this. But, but I think but that's, that's an important but point. But actually you're getting to exactly the yeah. point. And yeah. the reason that the numbers are like that and not consistent is because the implementations on the various devices were so different in exactly. the past. Right? So and so if you iOS tags were like uh, viewed as a bad thing and were barely supported. Hmm. And the Windows build tags are like super central to the interface. So would you agree with me that tags, I mean, if implemented right, they're very powerful. And um, with the harmonized platforms, we it might be worth to talk a lot more about, uh, or what I want to say actually here is, Yes, there are a lot of people not using text for certain reasons, but a lot of people don't know about the advantage about these ways to work with this. And we discussed about this last time. Evernote was for remembering uh, in the past and now we're coming to a different level. 2021 will be crazy when it comes to these productivity tools and backlinks and all these things we discussed. Text is certainly one of these fields that the average user 
should become aware of so we start actually leveraging the digital world and start instead of just living in it isn't it so here's the thing when we talked earlier on about you have to look at the the the, the statistics you know the right way or through the right lens or whatever so uh with the new builds tag usage is up on every platform except windows where it is down oh really <laughs> That's interesting. And, Thanks for sharing. And it actually number. makes a lot of sense yeah. because uh, uh, I won't say we've made tags better everywhere, but we've certainly made tags better on some platforms and we've made it more accessible everywhere. But it is also true that if you look at the Windows uh, uh, implementation of Evernote, um, you know, sort of before and after, the new one is not as powerful with respect to tags. And so that would make sense where Windows users tended to use tags most frequently, um, and, and, and that's a place we've been less successful um, so far. But uh, what I would say is, you know, we're not done. Um, yeah. We know this is uh, an area where um, we haven't uh, done right by the Windows users, and we know this is an area we need to improve. Um, but at the same time, we also have this challenge where, you know, the Windows interface was radically different from uh, the Mac interface and radically different from the other interfaces. We need to find a middle ground where we can bring Windows users back their power um, in a way that can work for us across um, uh, multiple devices so that, you know, everything I can do on a Windows machine, I can see on an Android machine, maybe I can do it on an Android or I can do it on an iOS in a way that makes sense, obviously with a smaller screen. So um, what I would say is tags is an area of focus for us. Uh, we uh, have implemented um, uh, a program uh, internally where we are uh, working on closing the gap um, uh, with where we are. We, uh, we know we have uh, hurt some workflows and we need to do something about that. And so um, our mid-December release made a bunch of improvements uh, around tags. Uh, our mid-January release will um, continue improvements. So um, we're not we're not sitting there, uh, you know, content with where we are. We are driving um, to get back to um, a tag interface that supports the needs of the power users. Um, but yeah, it is one of those things where every single person sees Evernote through their own lens. Yeah. And I and and that lens is the only lens that matters to that person. And I totally get that. Our job is we have to look at Evernote through tens of millions of lenses. And we have done some things good around tags because we have lifted tag usage. Mm, mm. Um, but we have done some things that are not good around tags because we have hurt some power users and we have to go and fix that. And that's what we're in the process of doing. That's great. And you just mentioned releases in January. And now I really want to talk about the latest release. I'm actually pretty excited about this. Didn't expect something like this to come that soon. But um, I think this is pretty awesome. So we have now in Evernote a dashboard or home screen yes. or how do you call it properly? We call it home. Home. Okay. Home. It's Evernote home. For those who didn't... Um, use this yet um it gives us much more control over over our notes so that was really interesting to see so obviously the order most obvious thing would be having some favorites there and shortcuts and things like this but i also saw something like recent notes suggested notes and all this 
And I have a feeling that this is just the start of a bigger picture you have in mind when it comes to this. And <laughs> you finally start to connect the dots in your own system. Um, yeah, maybe you want to introduce us to this new feature with your own words. Sure. You make me smile with your description, but let's just start. Uh, let's just start by saying, you know, home um, home is a new way to start your day in Evernote. Um, and our goal with home is uh, over time uh, to present you with sort of the most relevant information that you might need, um, you know, to get through your day today in Evernote. And, and, and home is being released uh, in this build, but it is, as you say, just the start. What it really is, is a completely new surface for Evernote that is a single place that can gather together many different kinds of content that is in Evernote. Mm. And if you are a, um, a paid subscriber, uh, you know, you have uh, more options for what you can have at home. You can customize home. You can set it up the way you want to, um, uh, and so on and so forth. Today, it's a dashboard uh, with a number of widgets on it. You can apply some customization to those widgets. Uh, as you say, the widgets allow you to see things like your recent notes or uh, uh, or notebooks you've accessed. Um, a lot of things that you can get to uh, today through the left nav one way or another, but presented in a single place all at the same time. Um, and then, as you say, there are new views as well where we start to suggest things that we think um, might be relevant to you based on your recent sort of access pattern and things like that. Mm. So um, home is uh, very much <clears throat> an idea of a new place to start your day in Evernote. Previously, you know, you kind of started your day with all notes and a, you know, just a list of notes. Yes. And we know that people were going to a lot of work to sort of build their own dashboards with notes. This is my dashboard note. Mm -hmm. uh, and we went out and we actually studied some of these things and we're like, okay, there's a there's an idea here that's interesting. But more than that, we also wanted this new surface through which we could start to bring things to the users. Um, in a note list, there isn't a way to bring things to you because it's a note list and it's maybe chronologically oriented or ordered by title or author or what have you. But when we have a dashboard, we have a way to start actually bringing things to you, the user, um, when they might be useful. And, and so that's, you know, there's home of today and there's home of tomorrow. Uh, home today is creating this new surface, something that is being made possible by all the work we've done over the last two years. But um, you know, home as a as a as a as a surface isn't just going to be um, static. It's uh, you're going to see more and more new things popping up there, both new ways to look at your existing content and new kinds of content that Evernote will support in the future. That's really interesting. And um, there it also comes to my mind in regards uh, of teamwork. So um, Evernote started with the single user in mind, and maybe that's one of the reasons as well for the relaunch of Evernote and a new uh, infrastructure to provide teams better support with your tool. So is this also something 
that you're considering for the dashboard to have some specific team features? We, uh, <clears throat> we do believe that there is um, uh, lots of room for uh, uh, widgets on the dashboard that are particularly relevant to Evernote business. Um, and that uh, makes sense in that team context that don't make sense uh, for a single user. Yeah. That's not part of what we're putting out today, but directionally, yes, that's another thing that opens up um, through, this, uh, through this dashboard. We're very much, this is, this is step one. <laughs> yeah, um, another, another question that arise there, will it be open for um, third-party developers to create widgets or will it be there a widget market or something like this um, uh, available? Not immediately. So I, so I can create sure. customized have, widgets, put it this way. Have, haven't got there yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe in the third interview then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think that's a great development, and um, yeah, let's see what what people think about this. But I personally really like this implementation, and it also really feels very fluid and and thought through. I was really surprised when I was looking at this dashboard. Um, happy to see the comments below. What others think? Uh, I'm sure you want to know this as well. Um, so. Now we have 2021, just the start. Any any thoughts, words for us, uh, what to come in 2021? I know you're not going too specific I'm, here, I'm not <laughs> but will so, be every customer happy in the end of 2021? <laughs> Now, what is uh, what is the plan? I mean, let's say having the features back, people were missing. Will it be very close uh, the date or? Is it end of 2021? I think that's something we could address, isn't it? I, I, uh, I don't actually have a timeline. Um, and, and part of that is because we're just working through it as it comes. Yeah. And as I said in the blog post in December, um, we're balancing filling in the backlog yeah. with some of the new work um, that is coming out. Obviously, you know, it took engineers to build home Uh, and it's not a small undertaking, um, and it's something you know we were working on in advance of the release of any of the clients in order to be able to have it in beta in in the fourth quarter of last year, and then be able to release it now. Um, so uh, we have other things that are also in development, but uh, so we're balancing internally the mix between people working on completely new capabilities for Evernote. Um, and uh, people working on the, the feature backlog. What I will say is, you know, our, our goal, and we may not always make it, but our goal is that, you know, in, in, every, uh, in every release, and we are releasing every two to three weeks, in every release, um, there should be something from the backlog um, that, that gets filled in, and sometimes more than one thing. It's, but that's kind of, we're just trying to keep a cadence of filling in that backlog um, at the same time as we move new features forward. Uh, and, it, and in terms of new features, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk about what those are going to be, but I am quite, uh, quite happy to say that, um, uh, you know, home is just the start. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, I think what's coming after home is, is probably even more significant than home. Uh, okay. and, you know, we are, we are just, uh, as, as we say this, 
starting to head in uh, to the beta process for some of those features. Um, so, you know, over the coming months, uh, you will see those features start to come out for Evernote. And I think the first half of this year will be pretty action-packed. Oh, can't uh, wait. I will keep my eye on this. <laughs> uh, as we, as we uh, you know, open up, I, talk, I talked a lot earlier about a home being a surface. Yeah. You are going to substantially expand what Evernote's capabilities are to reflect what people use Evernote for today, right? Mm. There are things Evernote uses, uh, people use Evernote for today that it doesn't do much to support. We're actually looking at what people do and trying to support it um, much more powerfully than we do today. And so, so you, you will actually be, address it's those. It's going to be an exciting first half. Yeah, so you can't wait. Um, and it's, it's good that you said the first half. So that's not a long time. So you already set our next interview for the second half <laughs> of 2021. I, uh, so I we can talk you'll about want to it. talk to me before then. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. So even better. Um, yeah. So yeah, can't wait uh, to see what's coming up next then. And um, I have faith now that uh, you will deliver. Um, looking at what you delivered so far since the release. I think that's really something you went through it's, well and you addressed the concerns and all this. So um, also happy to talk with you in the interview. That's, I think, always great for the people to have a face and a connection to the brand, actually. I think that's very important. So thank you very much, Ian, for that. Uh, no problem. And I think, uh, you know, we know we have a ways to go in some areas uh, and we know we have work to do and we are working exceptionally hard um, you know, to try to meet the expectations of all of our users. And we know it's frustrating, um, especially if you've got a, a feature that you relied on that isn't there yet. Um, and we're, we're trying to get there as quickly as we can. Um, but uh, I really do believe that, that, yeah, the first half of this year is going to be really exciting. So um, I hope our users feel the same way when they get to the other side of it. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's a great closing words for the interview. And um, I thank you very much for being with me on the show again. And I can't wait to talk to you about the new features in a few months. <laughs>